Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Space. Space. The final frontier. These are the journeys of our podcast trips. <laughs> Tripping the world fantastic in every realm. Fantasy, space, urban, and magic. We have a To boldly go where no one has gone before. To boldly roll where no gamer has gained before. Yes, I like it. These I, are the journeys of our podcast. These are the journeys of D&D 5th edition. <laughs> what if it's the Star Wars and the creative play podcast network? True. Oh, come on. Let's it. start let's start with the old traveler rules where you can spend oh. forty five minutes creating a character <laughs> only to die before you even start. <laughs> and you crash into the void. Crash into the void. Oh graduating we... from pilot school? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> By graduating and <laughs> getting to the next level of existence. <laughs> <laughs> so so it is August the fifth. RPG a day 2019. I don't know if you've got the room for this word, but the word for the day is space. Space, 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 space. space. Above and beyond. <laughs> Inner space. I'm writing a space word. <laughs> Spacing the word space. All right, you're getting inside my uh, personal space right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm spacing out right now, kind of. <laughs> so, so who wants to go first for space? I guess I'll start. Go for it, Kelly. <laughs> Friggin' Star Wars RPG! Star Wars! <laughs> like, my favorite space RPG, of course, is Star Wars. Um... Uh, and particularly scum and villainy. <laughs> For the Edge of Empire. <laughs> yes, I love the Edge of yeah, Empire. It truly is the best of the three. I, and plus, I just like playing scum and villain. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, it was, it's, other than D&D, is probably one of my absolute favorite systems. Well, because of the storytelling dice, mm-hmm. um, anything can happen. <laughs> And plus, it's Star Wars. I mean, give me a murder robot any day. All <laughs> I'm all about the droids. You, you are a droid girl. I love the droids. I also love my Twi'leks. Mm-hmm. You are a Twi'lek girl. Yes, I like playing Twi'leks. So. And you like being a smuggler. 
I do. And you're like, you're I was a smuggler pilot with a droid long before Rebels came out. You were Hera before Hera, Hera was, was Hera. Hera. <laughs> yeah. So, but my character um, was Ovasu, which means the space between the void, the void of space. Mm-hmm. Which, and now she's clanless though, so that's why the Salwa. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, she's got this whole backstory as well, you know. But uh, yeah, I uh, repaired a murderous robot. I freed him and repaired him. Now he's my own God, murderous robot. What was robot. his name again? I, well, I call we, Rage. Basically, rage, it was R A G E. Yeah, yeah, G three. Yeah, basically, in the game, the pretense was they stole a bounty hunter cruise ship. Literally, shipjacked it while they were doing a mission. <laughs> Funny thing Perfect. was that was going to be a one shot adventure to be those bounty hunters, and then you find out your ship's gone. And they basically painted a target on the, the astromech droid and were shooting it because it came with the ship. It was terrible. I was also, of course, a mechanic. So I was like, stop picking on the droid! So I rescue the poor little thing. I fix him up, take off the restraining bolts. Rolled a bunch of triumphs on mechanics. Because mm-hmm. the poor thing was just... Oh, Out of was... character, it was a murder bot that was going to space them all the first chance they got. <laughs> and I then she it. rolled some triumphs. And then it's like... But anyone else, however, I mean, I remember at one point, uh, this, uh, I, I told the murder robot, basically, I called him sometimes Reggie, <laughs> uh, that under no circumstances anybody allowed in here but me. So yeah. he would have killed anybody that came, for, you know, through there. And it was like, yeah. And he did awesome. get that carbonite head. Yeah, he did, I, I, and I always continually repair him. But I mean, Star Wars the RPG is my favorite space themed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was never much in for like GURPS or Rifts. Well, that was more, you know. Yeah, but oh, Rift Space. Yeah, Rift Space or. Um, uh, although I did try the new Star Trek one at the last Trek uh, work. The, at the last uh, one of the Rincon uh, fundraisers, mm-hmm. and it was actually uh, Star Trek Adventures. It was it was nice with the new two D twenty Modius system. But uh, um, this one is near and dear to my heart, and it's cool because you look at the cool symbols and the dice. Well, yeah. and plus it's just there's such a rich. Uh, culture around the Star Wars and so much uh, immersive uh, material and it gives so much more scope. Yeah. I I would have to say. It has an infinite space. Yes. Between the comics, the novels, Uh the EU novels, the fan fiction. The Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and. The prequel. Bring a life day and, 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 and have you. The amount of pure material that is available for Star Wars yeah. if you're Wikipedia. playing it. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You know. Wikipedia is there. You can, you can, with, with one of the Star Star Wars is not a real science nerd system. It's yeah, not it's really very loosey goosey. It's funny. supposed to be very loosey goosey and things like that. But, but it's but also very there's a spiritual aspect to it as opposed to a sciencey aspect. Right. To it. But somehow or another the Star Wars game that I was in again. Like the old, old one, the clunky the old West End. The old West End game 
wound up being one of the most nerdtastic campaigns <laughs> I was ever in. Um, the whole group kind of decided that we were going to be villainy, but we were going to be real low and villainy. It was, it was, it was, we were barely able to make enough credits to buy fuel from one spaceship to another. So it really became a, a resource and commodity game where we actually had to make money mm -hmm. as traders as the Empire was closing in. And so we used Wikipedia like for the planet. <laughs> it was, it was, it actually, again, this was before Firefly and Spirit, yeah. but it did have that type of a feel. Yeah. And like, I was, hand in, I, was the, I was the navigator in that game, and I'm not really a, a science guy, but I am an accountant by nature. So they said, okay, you're going to be keeping track of all of this stuff. So here I am on the computer actually <laughs> researching jumps and how far they are with three-dimensional trigonometry to figure out fuel costs oh, from yeah, one went, jump to you another. You went totally down the nerd. <laughs> we went so totally down, down the nerd rabbit hole. We were, we, were, we were actually doing, like, commodity trading in between planets trying to make enough money so that way we could... To stay one step ahead. To yeah. stay one step ahead of the creditors and, and credits. <laughs> and there were still fights and there were still, you know, the things going on. But we made a choice that we could not have missiles because we could not afford the missiles. <laughs> Don't fire the missiles. I just had this vision we of... We uh, twice as much repairs we can shooting down. <laughs> just take the hit. I just had this vision of Jane out on the top of the ship with Vera in a space helmet for this low-end tech, you know, you know band-aid style of... Uh, of uh, weaponry. And, and West End was brutal when it came to ship repairs. And oh, yes. charges. I mean, literally, it was like a tenth of your ship cost to dock. Oh, my God. Yeah, West End was West, and West End, brutal. Well, the, there were lots of charts with lots yeah. of numbers. And it, it just really turned... It is not, I, I cannot recommend it to other people because it just takes a certain. You have Unless to you like to obsess about it, it becomes a spreadsheet issue. It really becomes a spreadsheet issue. However, there are times both in your life and, and in your gaming career where playing the spreadsheets yeah. is actually fun. That's, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. And, and again, way, way back. Because when I first gamed, it was on like the Apple 3E. Okay. And on, again, re, again, I'm old. Hey, I, <laughs> I have a 3GS, I mean. And, and there were a whole series of games which were basically called 3X. Where basically you had a ship, you went from one planet to another... You were trying to make enough money so that way you could get better armor, better weapons, eventually better ship with a larger cargo <laughs> to be able to kind of like explore the universe as you go. And that was this type of game. And, and, and it turned out to be really, really fun. There, there was... Not a there. There was some role playing, but it really turned into a whole ship experience because 
you know, the different people had their own different stations, and mm-hmm. everybody had their own, you know, kind of job to do. But it really, it really, it really was a fun game. But again, you really like minutia of. Uh, what can we I was an art you? major. I'd probably <laughs> been not so keen on. Just tell me where I need to fly. Exactly. See, then you put her art mind in the cockpit, <laughs> and you just say, "Tell me where I need to fly." <laughs> I'll thread a needle with this baby. Which works just like you know the the, the classic archetypes from Fireflies. Uh-huh. Wash had nothing to do with nothing <laughs> except in his cockpit. Now I've never something. played any type of. I mean, I, isn't there an RPG for Firefly now? There, there, there is. It's out or of it's... print again, but it was done by the same folks that did the Supernatural and the Leverage. I've it's, never played any of those. It pretty much it's a different game mechanic where you use different dice in your standard dice array for what skill you skill up to certain levels and then there's group pool and doom pool and it's, it's a lot more complicated game mechanic wise which is why you haven't actually played one of those because it's a lot more game mechanics when you have a group that all knows the game mechanic it runs really smooth, smooth and beautiful it's learning curve takes about three months of constant gaming to learn the group learning wow. curve wow yeah Ain't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> See, the the leverage one I liked because reading through the book, it actually does great how to run like a high TV school. show leverage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they also did Buffy with that system too. Oh, I like. I've never played mm-hmm. the game, but I'm a big fan of Buffy. And they did Supernatural, but unfortunately, they lost the licenses for stuff. Mm-hmm. Problem was the the game mechanic had a curve, so not many people. Ran, hit the ground running, playing it. They like played one or two games and the computer. Died. Yeah, but how many people have the space in their schedule to learn, <laughs> <laughs> to learn such a heavy uh, learning curve? Heavy-handed game. Yeah. <laughs> so space. All right. So while you guys went to the Star Wars side, <laughs> mine is a technically more of a science logical side. <laughs> there you go, being logical. Yeah. <laughs> because. What BB campaign. What are you, a Vulcan? <laughs> <laughs> Space elf. Dragmore in this case. <laughs> so as my paladin, we're facing a lot of the fish people, basically. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to use some thunderous might. Thunder damage. 300 feet of you, or thunder that is audible within 300 feet. Thunder wave? Yeah. Oh. Thunder smite. So every time I hit someone, smite. Yeah, and then basically loud. charges up your sword with thunderous fury. Yeah, and everyone in my campaign is telling me, "No, don't do that. We're in a cave." Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, "What's the big deal? We're dead for like what three weeks? Maybe a, our whole lifetime? No big deal. We don't have to hear each other talk." Well, you can bring <laughs> down the roof. Makes Maybe. me think of third edition Drow hand sign. Yeah. <laughs> With a whole group communicate by hand. That or was my uh, I wasn't asking how large the room is. I'm casting fireball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take down all these fish people here. There's water nearby. Thunder, lightning, electricity, water mixed together. Not the best idea. But no, they want to use logic on me. No, thank you. <laughs> like you said, bringing down the roof of the cave. Losing our hearing, you know, no big deal. You don't mind the space. (laughs) I don't care about how small the spacing is. They do, apparently. And then finally, we get done with everything. We get to an open area. I'm like, nice, I can finally use that. You have plenty of space. Yes, (laughs) but no action to use it. Our next encounter was in a sewer where we were (laughs) fighting the the minotaurs and the mimic. (laughs) 
Same thing. A lack of space. A lack of space. <laughs> and the Necromancer was able to change me into a snake to go into small places. That's ah. handy. Little do they know, my character hates snakes. <laughs> snakes. Why did it, it have, have to, to be snakes? snakes? I'm going out to the tube. They tell me, don't get out or you're going to be stuck. I'm like, I can't go back now. I don't know how to slam backwards. So my DM let me do it, but so little space and so little time. So, so basically you're saying be tactical, tactical and mind your tactical lack or overabundance of space. Yeah. You can either be my, you like me and not care, kill everyone on that one hit. Mm-hmm. Lose their hearing on that one hit, or be normal, know your surroundings, and not kill or enable their hearing. In high seas, our Tempest cleric, you did not mind his space when he went to the, the poop deck and fired <laughs> off Thunder Wave. And forgot he had a, a friendly in front of him. <laughs> he's like, I can get rid of all these bad guys at once. Oh, sorry. Gone. And the goblin was flying over the bridge. <laughs> it wasn't He's Gobby, fine. No, it wasn't Gobby. It was, uh, it was your drunk goblin. <laughs> yeah, no, he drunk didn't get. Goblin. He didn't get. He, he managed to make his deck yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. So mind your space. <laughs> He's our drunk, squinty-eyed goblin lookout in the crow's nest. So did he space out often? <laughs> <laughs> he spaces out a lot. <laughs> yeah. But no, he there just hit the back of the thing. He didn't go mm-hmm. over. Unlike that other time <laughs> where we actually did have some crew members go overboard and then the Sahogan got him. We were very sorry and we made sure to pay the Widow's Fund. <laughs> <laughs> they, have made, they have like 20 NPCs on the ship and they go through them yeah. often. They, the bosun had to recruit some fresh ones. <laughs> yeah. Why did the other one? Don't worry about that. Yeah. That's Press why you're getting paid well, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you do pay well on that crew. So does anybody else have anything for space? Space. The final frontier. Yeah, yeah we're all going to I have to keep going back to that. Just like engage. I'm like, engage. <laughs> space. Think. But does it have to be just the space? Mm-hmm. Right? No, yeah, well, it's not just the space. It could be well, headspace or kim space. And one of the... Or this space. Well, yeah, well actually. And, but that's just it, that it's a... That... Together we create a safe place that you yes. can be stupid and goofy and come up with a ridiculous idea and be as wild as you want and your imagination can come to life. And instead of people being like, this loser. You're so stupid. I right. can't believe you did that. Right. That you have your friends who are like, well, I never would have thought about that. And it's hilarious. <laughs> and you go with it. But in addition to that, it is that you are protected from the people who would say that's stupid Mm -hmm. because the people at the table with you, when one person is like, well, that's a dumb idea. Everybody else at the table is like, no, it's not. It's awesome. Like, yeah, (laughs) like it's all well and good that you think it's a dumb idea. You are alone in that thinking. Mm -hmm. And safe space is a huge thing in gaming. Uh It really is. Especially really important. Yeah. I mean, just, um, uh, you know, even I've already, Given an answer for this one, but I am going to call out Rincon for, being for awesome. having a women's space. Yeah, that was really nice. I mean, because 
unfortunately, we've all had the bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having a safe space where you, there's no judgment, there's no, well, hopefully there's no judgment. Yeah. It, it, it provides, you're able to express yourself far more than if you think you're being judged. Yeah. And you know what? If somebody's willing to go down that rabbit hole with you and just play, it's you never know what you're going to get at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Always, always make I sure mean, your gaming table is a safe space. It's mm-hmm. right. especially from a GM's point of view. It's like I do horrible things to people, so I need to make sure you guys know <laughs> at any time you could stop me. Yeah. <laughs> you can put the hand up and say, "Whoa, can we just fade to black?" You know, it's like X card, but without an X card. You know, mm-hmm. sadly, in like public gaming, I know why X card's a thing because you don't know everybody, you don't know any you know the things, the, the triggers. But in a real, regular gaming space, there should be that social contract of safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's important, you know, and I'm not one for like, oh, I need to go and, you know, like hide somewhere that I feel is safe. No, it's when I engage in something like this, I expect the social contract of you're not going to belittle me because of... A or B or or you're not going to make comments that I would find you know ridiculously offensive right I mean and it's not all like we don't have to have a thick skin yeah you know but there are some groups that just don't make you feel like you're part of the group yeah and for whatever That's reason not cool. and it's not cool. Yeah, it, it uh, you want the, that place that, uh, for the most part, everyone you, you know. For the most part, you know, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't matter. People are kind of you know, gamers are kind of cool about, you know, just wanting to have a good time. You know, wanting to. That is what the majority build. of us want. That's yeah. what the majority why of us a, want. Why would a social circle that's excluded by most circles exclude yeah, really. people themselves? <laughs> the exactly. horrible dichotomy that, but that does sadly, happen. it's because it's the one place where they have power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that one place that they have power becomes very, very important to them. Um, and to exude air quotes that have air quotes dominance <laughs> in that situation... It can make make people feel powerful, although taking your power based on somebody else not having any is very powerful. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's fleeting, and mm-hmm. it could it could make turn someone off of gaming. And who wants that? Well, and more, you will not always be sitting at this table with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you want the reaction? What do you want my reaction to be when I see you outside of this area? Because to be perfectly frank, in most general situations, away from the gaming table, women have more power in social situations than most men do. And a hell of a lot more than most nerds do. <laughs> and just being perfectly frank in the situation, the, the determination of how you want somebody to respond to you in other situations should be a driving force in all situations. I don't want people to think that I'm a jerk. I can be super mean-spirited, but I don't want to say things out loud. What I think in my own head is my own private space, and I can be as much of a jerk there as I want to be, but what comes out of my mouth should always be at least slightly thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I... I exclude myself from social situations because I want my friends to like me. <laughs> if 
I know I'm in a foul mood. Why would I ever put myself out there and be like, well, you're my friend, so you have to put up with all of my nonsense. Well, yeah, sometimes that's true. You chose to be my friend. It's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) But when I know I'm in a... Choose it again. (laughs) Right? When I know I'm in an excessively bad mood, why put yourself into that place? And if there's somebody who makes me feel bad every time I interact with them, I will not interact with them. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of men that I will not game with anymore. At, At a table at Rincon, I had somebody say something like, well, you're just a girl you don't know, oh, right? Wow. And I giggled, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did not realize that the child at the table knew more about warfare than I do. I, I, am, I am so very sorry, because clearly, 15-year-old, your great experience in the world leads to your understanding of what a battlefield will truly look like. Yeah. So my apologies, my apologies for not understanding. Oh. He got up and left. And the GM said, well, thank you, Golda. <laughs> that was not what I expected to hear. I was like, okay. And as a GM, it is appreciated when some a player speaks up against another player so the GM doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you are right. I have never been in battle. I, I have never been in a position where I've had to shoot a gun at another human being to defend myself. Neither have you. Yeah. So stop here. acting like you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you have shot a gun, it was a fucking airsoft because you're too young to handle a real gun. <laughs> well, those can awesome. be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't go into the details of that story. But, uh, um, <laughs> no, because, you know. But that, that player was not yeah. providing a safe space Correct. for mm-hmm. the other players mm-hmm. at the table. And, you know, and when and they were not he left yeah. because he right. was called out he on that corner. You know, the other people at the table were appreciative because now that he's gone, the space has it. It's we've it, all there's not had that negative tables also. Yeah, yeah. We've all had tables where there's just like one person that and just, they just don't they don't they don't want to share the spotlight. They mm-hmm. don't want to Some share the yeah, experience. It's like or they, they just had a bad day the, on the way to the game, which that, that can that be can a thing. It can make, yeah. Yeah, and, and I like to give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. in that case, you know. But, uh... I mean, I've had players If it's a consistent pattern of behavior, nobody's, you know, you just don't want to play with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had players send me a message saying, sorry, dude, can't make it to the game. I'm not in the right headspace. Uh-huh. Yeah, Which that is cool. a great skill to recuse, recuse yourself because you know you it's not going to be good for the environment. I'm yeah. a little toxic right now, and I don't want to share. I'm okay. a big green venom-spewing dragon, and you don't want me at the table right now. Correct. But yeah, it's... Because then I won't role-play the character part of it. That's true. It, and it's, really, it's all about role-playing. It's all about the role-playing yes. character properly. Let the character be the character. Yes. So, yeah. So, space is pretty much all about... Safety you know, and fun. And, you know... Space. Being cool yourself. with... Uh, yeah. Have fun with your friends, then, because that's what game's about. Yes. It's what it needs to be about. And depending on who you are, there is always the right gaming group for everyone. You yeah. just need to find your tribe. Exactly. Some folks, if you want to be that alpha male 15-year-old that knows the world, there are groups of alpha male 15-year-olds that oh, yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and more power to you when you find, you yeah. know, your... When you find your, your and in a game. few years, when you evolve as a player, your taste will change of who you want to game with. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I do open table gamings at the store here all the time, and I run into all kinds of different folks. 
And sometimes I have conversations with folks of, hey, you know, open table, you're welcome to come, but please mind this person or this person because yeah. because of this or that. And like conventions, we found we found out with many convention games is you you have that you never know who you're sitting with. Yeah, conventions is where I I experience a lot of mm -hmm. the because it's it's drama. Um, <laughs> well, and what kills me is sometimes you sit down and you're like, why do you not live in my city? Yeah, because they're I awesome. I spend all, all of my time my with you, all my time. Yeah, like the first time you play, you're like, oh my god, you're amazing. When, when you meet the new player for the first time and you're just like, uh, can I take you home? Yeah, they're you're like, like so I just awesome. want to put you in my pocket. It's like, yeah. As soon as the game books hit the table, pull you out of my pocket and say, all right. Yeah, because of course that's, you know, I, I want to make sure we add positive spin of, yes, game in public, you meet new friends this way. You find all, and you find fantastic kindred new games. Yeah, kindred you know? spirits, definitely. Yeah. So don't don't be put off of, of gaming in in conventions. Yeah, don't. Uh, I mean, I mean. I'll throw that caveat out there. There's a a gentleman that I played with that I was like, okay, like I've got some free time. I guess I will. I guess I can give you some of my free time. <laughs> um, and I had the best time playing with this person. And another person, I was like, oh, I've never played with him before. Let's see what that looks like. And I was like, <laughs> get me out of here. I need to go on my limb off to escape. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you definitely can't judge a book by its cover. Oh, gosh, no. Nope. Nope. So I will throw out an out-of-game concept for the tabletop of making sure that you make space in your life for non-gaming stuff. <laughs> so that way you have a work-life balance with your gaming life and your work life and your non-game life because I've experienced a massive shortage of that over the last few months. So try to find space in your life to find downtime and of course as a game master find space to write game stuff. Even if it's, and like some of the best GM advice I give people is when you find free space in your life, write down encounters for games. Even if it's not for a game you're running, just like this is a cool encounter with a theme and a threat and a setting and just write it down in your gamer, gamer's log somewhere and save it for a game that might come up, might not come up, might not ever come up, but you have a cool thing written down. Like all of a sudden you might get invited to a fighting ring in a game. It doesn't matter what the game was. It could have been that you wrote this down in your book for a, a uh, Kirtar fight in Star Wars, but it got used in your steampunk group for a great fight match. To take a wrestler to a classic strongman fight match. And all of a sudden, you guys actually have the eight-man of Zanzibar <laughs> pop out as a wrestler. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Because, see, that, that encounter technically started out as a Star Wars idea from years ago that my smuggler group would be smuggling a fighter who worked for a hut from a rival hut who's wanting to either drug, poison, or kill that fighter to get him to the fight, the fight match. Mm. And yet I wrote that down somewhere. Because you write it down, it helps lock it in your head as a yes. thing. And, you know, like our journalist here with our journal. You know, write, find space to write things down. Because if yeah. you don't write it down, or you don't podcast it and listen to it later, you will forget. Exactly. Or you'll all say, what was that guy's name again? I don't know, I didn't have space for the character sheet to write it down. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys make a new nickname for him. Skax. Yeah, Skax. <laughs> So that that is space. 
the final frontier. These are the dice rolls of our games. (laughs) Our mission is to game until the day we die. As I'll have my dice in my hands and I'll roll and I'll say, Rosebud, natural 20. No, 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 no. Constitution save. One. Great fail. Someone delete my browser history. No, no, no. I'm dying, I'm dying. I have to do my death saves. <laughs> Fail, okay. Fail. Oh shit, I got one more. Bro, God destroy damn my it. phone. <laughs> I will read everything. Delete my history. My browser history. I'm a leaf on the wing. Oh, oh, my soar. <laughs> leaf kebab. <laughs> no. Yes, too soon. Hobart Washburn. Oh. We love you. <laughs> And also, it's one of our favorite cousins. Yes. Yeah. Quirky droids. Cassian said I had to. That's one of the things I love about Star Wars in space. <laughs> droids. You gotta have quirky droids. Yep. So that is a good place to wrap it up there for space. Hashtag RPG Day 2019. Wow, it's 2019 already. It's already August. This year's gone by so fast. Yes. We spaced its passing. We're just on a floating planet flying through space. Think about it. You're just... You're trying too hard now. I'm reaching out in empty space and coming back (laughs) in. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a good place to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition, and Scion, Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. On the battlefield, I'm a warrior, ready to kill or be killed. I've defeated orcs from the north, sent Kandorian demon spawns back to the depths, and drank with Sumerian heroes. But when I get back from a hard day of disemboweling my enemies, I enjoy nothing more than to open my castle doors and find a dungeon crate as my reward for blood well spilled. Designed for role players and tabletop gamers, Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service with a treasure hoard of loot you can use on or off the battlefield. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So what say you? Are you ready for postal glory? Oh boy. DungeonCrate.com. Let the adventure begin.